you cool cats and kittens. <laughs> oh, Welcome God. to you Cultivate and Keep. Back on that, huh? Yeah, I'm back. And um, by the time this comes out, that's probably like well over. Oh, yeah. yeah. W- way done. Way done. Way done. But it's great. I love it. <laughs> I got an email today from like a... Um, like a venue <laughs> and the lady was like, Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. And I oh, was like, man. what? That's so great. Oh, it was awesome. So yeah. I got a few cold emails and that was the intro that they used. Yeah. Um, automatically delete. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but you should have used that like a week ago right when it first started. <laughs> now everyone's doing it. That's funny. I think it's great. I was like, heck yeah. Like I'm all about that. I hope someone that's just like, maybe it's you, but just like one person keeps it alive for a long time. and just does it all the time. Yeah. That way it stays funny. If everyone keeps doing it, it's not funny. I I tend to like, I'll get a new idea or like a new joke and I'll just kill it really, really fast. So, um, yeah, it probably probably won't be me. My my hopes aren't high for you (laughs) then. I'll have to look for someone else. Um, Anywho, how you doing, Corey? Doing well. I think we're both hitting that uh, late night lull. Yeah, it's currently not a 9 p.m., man. 9 p.m. That's too late for me. Oh, no. That's okay. All right, I'm I'm actually really excited. This is something that I think I put on our little ideas list for a while, ago, a while right? back. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to talk about it. Still feeling good, even though the topic is anxiety, um, which is kind of a funny thing to talk about, especially as a man. I don't know. It's maybe I could be uh, stereotyping here, but it's usually something that women talk more about. Um, and yeah. Well, well, and I think that's a big issue, like because. Yeah. Um, I don't. I, I would be curious. I'm sure it's like there's like studies out there where, um, like learning like male versus female anxiety and how that works. But um, I feel like a lot of dudes um, go through deal with anxiety, but but no one talks about it. And it's like For sure. like you said, it's like this weird thing as a man to like acknowledge. You know. Yeah. Like I, I've experienced that. And I'll share about it. But yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I, I get it. Very cultural, right? There's there's a lot of like, uh, you know, oh, you're a man, rah rah. You need to man up and not think about there don't talk about it where it's maybe it's just a little bit more acceptable to talk about as a woman um i think that as a christian especially in a church setting we do a much better job of that or at least mm-hmm. giving people the opportunity to talk about that um but yeah i mean i i guess we can just jump right into it mm-hmm. i hope you're doing well i know you're doing well because we just talked about it but uh Alive and well thank you okay good uh i just wanted to check in there but um for some context I mean, I think I've, to, to some degree, uh, experienced or struggled with, with some anxiety, but I think more recently due to recent global pandemics, <laughs> uh, it's kind of been ratcheted up a little bit. And maybe I've, I've been uh, experiencing it on a, a, a bigger level than I have before. So I just want to talk about kind of what I've been going through and, you know, some of the things I think that have been helping and kind of easing that a little bit. And uh, again, I don't have like... We don't have all the answers ever, but we can talk about our experience. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be good. Um, I want to start by just sharing like a quick little testimony. Um, sure. And I've, I think I've shared this before on the podcast um, at some point. Um, but at this point, it was probably a little over two years ago. Um, I was struggling big time with anxiety and I didn't know it. I um, uh, So for me, like uh one thing i want to talk about was like well like what does it mean to struggle with anxiety and how does it like affect you um for me like the the effect that it had on me was uh like a physical like effect like i i literally just wouldn't eat like i don't know if you, if you remember that but like i i mm. it was the weirdest thing dude like i i couldn't explain it but i was very often not hungry and when i would eat uh and if i got myself to eat i would like 
feel sick. Like it was just the weirdest thing. And it went on for probably like six months, if not more. And I had no idea it was anxiety. I, I didn't even think about it. I just thought, oh, I'm just not, I must not be feeling well, like whatever. And I don't know if it was like just feeling like maybe like um, I was like unaware of like the pressure I felt because like, oh, I'm a man, like I shouldn't be feeling this or, or I don't, I don't know. I, I just never like acknowledged what it was. And then um, I can't remember like why I felt, I felt the need to do, oh, it was a reading Wild at Heart. That's what it was. Yeah. Mm. Read Wild at Heart. And then I kind of realized like, whoa, like there's a lot going on here. And so. I started meeting with like our church counselor and um, which at first was like super weird to even like think that I was doing like, what? like I'm meeting with a church counselor. Like that's odd. Um, but it was so good for me. Like I, I learned a lot. And um, after like several like sessions, whatever, and you go through like those exercises, whatever, um, like it broke off me and I have not felt that way for like well over two and a half years. Um, but I just want to say like, uh, like, it's okay if you're going through that, right? Like I, I was super like, embarrassed about it like not ashamed but like I, w- I was embarrassed right I didn't um to the point I mean it was so bad to where like like I said I, I didn't even like I didn't even think I would have I had anxiety it, was, it wasn't until like it, in counseling I like realized oh wow like mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff going on here you know but um uh, I think anxiety is one of those things that like probably because like it's um uh, you hear like doctors talk about it, like b- kind of like prescribing people on prescribing people on pills. Like, right. um, I don't know about you, but I feel like eh, you're dumb. You don't have anxiety. I, you know what I'm saying? Like that's kind of yeah. yeah, questionable. And like it's we hear that thrown around a lot. And so, um, you know, I want to say like from my experience, like it's it's very real on like the um, like the physical effect it can have on you and like mentally and just like the level of stress and like what it causes your mind to do. Um, it's it's very very real in my experience. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think uh, it's only become more real for me more recently, you know, due to these kind of things I can get into some of the kind of the, the reasons. But um, also, like I said, just like noticing and kind of acknowledging the anxiety that you're experiencing. Because again, if you're, if you're not like super familiar with it, or again, if you haven't like talked about it, or if someone hasn't shared their experience with you, then you might not even realize kind of what you're going through. For me, I have the exact opposite uh, effect. I eat more and <laughs> and uh, That's so funny. you know want to do comfort foods like ice cream, and I want to sit and relax and watch TV, like kind of just like block everything out, um, and you know snack throughout the day, and um, constantly like have something to kind of distract me from it, mm-hmm. whether that's food or um, phone or uh, I don't know something else that can kind of take my mind off of it. But, um, so fairly recently, I think I've noticed it kind of like creeping in to some degree just because, um, like I think I've gotten a little bit overwhelmed with like my like task list across work and then like life or errands or different things we need to get done. You know, if it's like taxes or errands or getting reimbursed for certain things, insurance, things like that, we're just like, Oh, it's just a drag to go through. Um, and then all these things build up and then you just kind of like reach a point where you're like, Oh my gosh, I don't, I don't want to do anything. And you just feel like this kind of like weight of all these things that need your attention. Um, part of that has also been money to certain, to some degree too, you know, kind of having, uh, fluctuations of income, um, not having super strong growth months at bear metrics and not getting a commission check for a while. So, um, just relying on salary, which isn't a ton to be frank. 
Um, and so like trying to make men's, uh, trying to make ends meet, you know, with side projects and thank goodness I have those because I think it's really good timing that they can kind of make up the difference, um, you know, randomly, or I can have some control about, Hey, I need to get a little bit influx of cash here. I'm going to run a promotion or I'm going to launch something or create something new. Um, but also more recently, uh, kind of job security a little bit. And this is in no way like a negative to bear magic at all. It's kind of just the reality of the situation everyone's in. But, um, in December and January, we were hired a few more people and kind of ahead of growth. So we were unprofitable at the same time we experienced higher than normal churn or canceled customers. And since we're subscription based, that kind of lowers, you know, the monthly average, uh, revenue that we collect each month. Um, and then on top of that, right after that COVID-19, uh, happened and coronavirus, which, um, created even more cancellations, but then also kind of dried up the top of the funnel. So to say, like, you know, a lot less leads, a lot less serious buyers, people more hesitant to spend money or to even look at new things. You know, it's kind of a, you know, when you're holding on to cash, you don't even look at new solutions or new software products. Um, so all that to say, then, uh, um, our kind of financial situation was shared with us and we have a pretty, uh, a pretty steep hill to climb financially for us to get back to profitability. And given that we're a small team of 11 and I am one of, I'm basically the only person in charge of, uh, marketing and sales and basically revenue directly. Um, I'm, I wouldn't say essential. <laughs> um, I've been essential yeah. to growing thus far into generating revenue and handling leads and all this kind of stuff. But if, um, if, if you're on the cutting block and you're kind of looking through, like there are people mm -hmm. in the company that are making the company work. And I am one of the people who is growing the company, not operating the yeah. company. Um, and so I've kind of had to come to the realization that, uh, you know, it's possible that within the next several months, uh, I could be out of a job. Um, and that was something that, you know, I hadn't ever experienced before and also kind of pushed me to a new level of anxiety where I hadn't experienced that before and, um, had to kind of learn how to deal with that. And, uh, this book I've been reading has been helping a lot too, but I also just been thinking more about like, okay, I think it's time to talk about this. You know, like I'd like to kind of get it out in the open. Sorry. I'm just John. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening. Late sorry, night folks. Really bad point to laugh. Um, no worries. Yeah, dude, that's all real. Um, as you were talking, it's funny. Like uh, <laughs> yesterday, um, so I'm gonna get to your point. But uh, uh, with the current pandemic, our finances are super, super impacted. Oh, yeah. And so yesterday, we were like, going over our budget and finances, and like looking through stuff, and then um, just other things like in our business, like you know, the lack of movement right now because of our current circumstances, like it's discouraging. And so I'm the kind of person like when I feel that way, I want to. I want to call someone. I want to talk about it. And so I literally twice, Corey, you're going to, sorry, I pulled up your, your name on my phone twice and I went to hit call and I was like, no, nah, I don't want to bug him. And like, I put it no. down and then I started working and then like, I couldn't focus. It's so like 15 minutes later, I, I got up and walked outside and I took my phone. I pulled your name again. And I was like, no, I, I didn't do it. And it, my, my point is it's funny. Like that's how I deal with it. I want to call you or someone just talk it through mm. and you're the kind of dude that's like, I'm like by yourself. I like just thinking things. So, that's yeah, a funny that observation I just had. Yeah, I mean, um, well, really quick, what I've been doing that's kind of at least been helping mitigate a little bit, and I think it's kind of counterintuitive a little bit because 
usually what I'll do, there's kind of like three options when I'm, when I'm feeling really anxious is I will eat food um, <laughs> or snacks. Um, that's, I, yeah, that's funny. I'll chill out and do nothing or I'll just like go crazy and like work and just like feel like this constant need to like do something and like mm. be productive or like try to make up for it, you know, whatever it, I mean, usually it's money related, especially in this situation that we're both in, right? It's very financially related. So like we're going to go try to make more money, right? Yeah. Um, but I found actually that part of things that this, this really helped me so far uh, has just been like doing the opposite, like doing nothing, slowing down, taking Remy for long walks around the block, just like thinking, like reducing a lot of noise in my life, like not listening to as many podcasts or even music, like just kind of like sitting. Um, and, uh, but anyways, like you said, we're kind of, everyone deals with things differently. Yeah. It's funny. Like I, I'm probably the complete opposite of from how you handle with <laughs> it. Like I first, like I, I won't eat like, right. Like I already said, like I just, I feel when I'm anxious, I just don't want to put food in my body. Um, that's, that's like the number one thing. And then second is, it's your third thing, but uh, I just like keep busy. Like I just, I don't, I don't like to sit like sitting around doing nothing. Like I'm unable to block it out. Like all I can do is think about it. And mm-hmm. so I'll just like, yeah, go crazy with like working on things or like, you know, just stay, literally staying busy. So, um, well, um, one of my questions was like, what's causing anxiety, but you're, you're obviously just shared it. Um, you know, I think I've never felt, I've never been into a, in a position where it's like, my employment is at risk, you know, and so I don't know what that feels like. Um, right now I, I feel like I'm in a similar spot, but it's obviously different. Like my income is at, as at risk, right? But not like my employment because I'm self-employed, but right. I mean, so I think I'm with you in that. Um, what are some, what are you, what have you been doing? Like what are the, what are the right things to do to like cope with that? Yeah. Not um, eating. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, no, definitely not that. Um, I think, you know, again, kind of like whatever the opposite thing is th- there's a lot. I mean, part of this, what I've been realizing well, you is sh- you, sh- you shared going on walk. So you, basically what I heard was slowing down, like being intentional to slow down. Is that kind of what you would have to say? Because right. I think so. Think about like what are, what I've realized is, is my natural tendency, right? That's just like as a human being is like, okay, what, do, what can I do? And like, how do I deal with this? And, um, what are the things that I can do to make me feel better? when the question I should be asking is um, like, what can God do for me? Or like, what can I do, uh, you know, to like go into God's presence and like, how can I further surround myself with godly and holy things that um, not just take my mind off of it, but that ease it and give me clarity and mm-hmm. give me vision, and give me um, solutions and resources. And so, I mean, one of the things that I feel like is just like, don't try to, like look to yourself to ease your anxiety or to get rid of it or to quote yeah. unquote, solve it. Um, there's definitely other resources like with people and with friends, mm-hmm. counselors, but I feel like chiefly, I mean, our, at least, I mean, our first instinct should be if we're well-trained, if, if we're mm-hmm. discipled, if we're on that path of apprenticeship uh, should be to look to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, <clears throat> I put down a few thoughts that um, I was like thinking through like, what did I do when I, you know, had that season a couple of years ago. Um, and the number one thing that I, that I did and that I think like obviously just in, in general in life is like a good daily habit. But like when you're, when you're, um, like 
combating something, like trying to fight something, like this is a great tool. Um, but just cultivating the presence of God like in your life and, and mm. doing it daily. Um, and I don't know, I was probably 16, 16 or 17. And um, like, I think that was when I, I realized like how much up until that point in my life I was underestimating and like underutilizing like my, like our helper of the Holy Spirit. Um, hmm. and like the reality is like, like the Bible says, like, um, you know, when Jesus, like when he left and went away, he said he did that so that he could send the helper. And, um, I just think, I think most Christians, um, me included, like we, we go through our lives and we don't fully like tap into that. Like we, we have like a helper. We have the Holy spirit that like literally is walking with us daily and guy, God's presence is, is access accessible like throughout every day, all day. And I don't know about you. I've had seasons where I feel like I've like so like I've tapped so deep into that well, mm. like every day where I'm like, I'm walking and like, I just, it's hard to explain, but you just, you feel like a different dimension. Like the, the Holy Spirit is like literally with you. And then there's times where you feel very far and distant from that. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, like the times when like, um, I've gone deep in that well, like have, um, but those are fewer, you know, they're not, that's not the most common thing, but like what a difference that makes. Like when that's, yeah. you know, like your daily life. Yeah. Seriously. I like the, uh, Galatians 5.25 says, if we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit, right? So it's like, okay, you, you have them with you. Like, this is the reason your soul is saved, but, like, also it can give you life physically. Yeah. Like, you can walk with God. Like, he's there. It's not just, like, a one-time thing. Yeah. Um, and that's definitely something that, you know, I definitely need to tap into more. But even, like I said, I mean, uh, so this book I'm reading, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, he talks about, you know, like, if you looked at Jesus' life, and we need to do a, uh, once you read it, we'll do a book review on it because it's fantastic. I think one of my favorite books um, now kind of on the list. But uh, he says most people look at Jesus' life and the gospel, you know, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and they look at kind of what they can learn from it and the teachings of Jesus, but they don't look at it as an actual model for how to live. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so true. Because who thinks of like, okay, I'm going to work and and live until I'm 30 and then I'm going to spend three years in intense ministry. But it's not really the point. It's more about how Jesus conducted himself and what he did and what he said mm-hmm. and how he treated people. And, um, but one of the things really that he notes is how Jesus had a habit of going away and in, into prayer, going to the wilderness, um, finding solitude and, and silence uh, like even, I mean, in the garden of Gethsemane, right, right before he was crucified, like he, he knew this was his hour. He was in there and he was sweating blood. And I, I mean, I got to <laughs> imagine that he was feeling a lot of anxiety in that moment. And what did he do? He went away and he prayed and he was alone and he, he tapped into that spirit. Right. Uh, I mean, I'm sure that he felt a lot of it and, and, you know, he said, not my will, but your will be done. But, um, but also, you know, just like having that habit of getting away and again, like pointing your eyes not to like, okay, what can I do? What can I eat? What can I, <laughs> what, what can I do to, you yeah. know, fix this? It's like, okay, let me point my attention to over here this way to the correct thing, which is God and let him direct me to the right places. Yeah. yeah um, reminds me of in Exodus when Moses, uh, when he's given the 10 commandments, like he, he went up the mountain and like God met him in like a crazy way. It talks about like the, the ground shaking, like, um, like clouds of like thick, thick smoke. Um, 
and like his experience with God uh, at that time was like so different than what we experience like on a, on a daily basis. I think like what I what I'm trying to communicate and what I feel like I've I learned during that time of um, like really being anxious a lot was like all these things we're talking about of really just like remembering God daily and like walking with him. Um, it's a daily thing. Like that's, that's the point I want to yeah. make. That is not like something you do once or twice a week or whenever you're really hurting, but like you're doing it daily and um, like you're developing the habit and like the habit's not easy to ma- to develop or to maintain, but um, like there are practical things you can do to develop it. Uh, Dave Hoffman gave a message probably four or five years ago. I remember and he talked about, I can't remember what it was about, but one of his points was, like, um, he said, like, if you want to get, get in a habit of, like, um, like daily praying to God and like, kind of, like, walking with him throughout your day, he said, um, set an, uh, an alarm on your phone every hour and, like, just label it something along the lines of, like, God is with me, like, pray or something like that. Mm. And uh, I still have those alarms on my phone today. And I, I don't <laughs> play them every day, but when I first heard that message, I, like, did it, like, every day. And what was funny is... Like, out of that, like, I feel like two things happened. A, it was, like, good for me. Like, it was really good to, like, have those reminders. Um, I'd have them go off every single hour. And so it was, like, just great. Um, also, um, my alarm, like, my first alarm of the day was also labeled that as well. So it's like, I'd be waking up to, like, mm. seeing that. So it was kind of, like, cool. Like, my mind was instantly, like, kick-started. Um, yeah. But the second thing that came out of this was, like, an opportunity to, like, explain what that means to coworkers because I'd often have my like desk on like the conference table or like someone's desk or whatever. And they would see like, what is that? Like, and I, and I worked like a lot of um, secular people. And so that was kind of like a side bonus thing <laughs> for it. Um, but like literally, um, literally actually yesterday morning, like I set my alarm and that was when I came up. So it's kind of funny. Like hmm. the, it, it's a super practical tip, but it, I, I feel like has a huge impact and it's a very a really simple thing we can do. Yeah. Know? Yeah. It's very true. One one of the other things I feel like that's that's helped and actually reminded me of, uh, well, I, I guess I kind of got it from uh, a message that I gave to the Foothills uh, Christian High School, and then we actually did a podcast on it as well. It was really early on. It was um, like just being real with God, and I feel like one of the things that happens with anxiety is that you want to just like harbor it all to yourself and just kind of like keep it within you and not think about it, not acknowledge it, and just kind of hide it away and just kind of try to. Uh, what's the word, like smother it, write it down. Um, one, I think talking with other people really helps. Um, but two, I think, you know, you always hear like, oh, well, give it up to God. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what does that mean? Like, I'm supposed to hand it to him? Or like, what does it mean to actually give it up to God? And I think anxiety is one of those things where it becomes really kind of practically uh, clear what that means. It's like, I am going to, okay, I'm going to make a list in my mind or on paper, like here are all the things that are causing me anxiety. Like these are things I'm worried about or that are kind of like these triggers and, um, God, I'm going to give them to you. And that, uh, I'm just going to say, I don't want these anymore and help me get rid of these, fix these, um, solve these like, uh, you know, in these situations, right. Especially when they're kind of out of your control of like income, job security, yeah. Uh, you know, it could be like relationships or, or marriage. Like these are things that are, are largely, you know, out of your control and acknowledging that you don't have control and mm-hmm. saying, God, I want you to have control of them. And then even just naming them and saying, Hey God, this is what mm-hmm. I'm thinking about. I'm, exp- I'm like, I'm really worried. I'm, I'm really anxious about these things. I don't want to be, will you take them from me and giving them to God? 
um, I think, especially, you know, when I kind of acknowledged those couple things and just talked to God about it but, and, and prayed about it, um, I felt that it, it, it eased a lot of it pretty immediately. Yeah, it's funny, um, like, the difference it makes when you just, like, acknowledge, like, what's there, you know? Um, and, like, God knows, like, it's not like you're, like what's the word like sharing like something top secret like he's he right knows, right he already so, knows but like just being open and like confronting it is like kind of like the same thing as like confession like you confess mm-hmm. to god like he already knows what you, you messed up but you do that and it's like an instant release you know like pressure like is lifted it's, and kind of the, same it's the that. act that actually yeah. helps and that mm-hmm. actually relieves which is a really yeah. cool thing that we can draw from yeah um i had two more thoughts um second one was and this i think this is the hardest of the three i wanted to share but um, like is finding a way to maintain like joy in your life. For me, this is the hardest one, like without question. Um, but Psalm sixteen eleven says, "You will make known to me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. In your right hand, um, there are are pleasures forever." And I think like um, the more we, it's it's funny. I think the joy thing is really goes hand in hand to like walking with the spirit. But I think the more we are like locked in and in unison and like in step with the Holy Spirit, then the easier that his presence is like presence brings joy to us. And, um, it's one of those things where like, I think for me, I've experienced like joy often feels like just super temporary. Like I feel it one moment and like literally like a minute later, it can, it can go away. Um, but I think it's, I think it's really important. Like along with this anxiety topic is like, we have to be really intentional to not be driven by emotion and, um, like for me, that's hard. Like I'm pretty emotional and I just, that's how I am. And so, um, it's hard to like not let my feelings and like current thoughts, like drive like decisions and like just how I'm overall feeling. And so just like finding joy and maintaining it is, I think a very, like, uh, it's an important tool we can have to like fight anxiety, but it's, I think one of the harder ones to like mm. to harness in. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's a choice, right? Mm-hmm. You can choose to be joyful you can choose to tap into that you can choose to uh see things in a certain way and in a certain light right instead of in a, in a really negative uh attitude but definitely you know easier said than done yeah um and my last thought i want to share was I, I didn't even write this one down but i've been thinking about this one um with my current circumstances um so i think it's funny like i uh you were the one that wanted to talk about anxiety but i think we um or in like similar circumstances like I'm with you in this but um the, like the more recent like tool I've been using is um like remembering the, that I fear God and when I say I fear God um like it means that I I, I have a high reverence for him I respect him uh, I know he's bigger than me he's stronger than me um God God is is in control and so if I believe that and if I truly like yeah if I truly believe that then like, why should I be anxious? Why? Like, what mm-hmm. do I worry about? I mean, the Bible literally says, like, yeah. be anxious for nothing. Like, you know, I, I fear God. And so, like, that's it. That's all that matters because the reality is he is bigger than a job loss. He's bigger than, uh, you know, business failing or loss of income. Like, he, he's bigger and greater than those things. And so, um, and this is probably my favorite one because this is, like, the easiest one. Just, like, saying, okay, God, I really do fear you. Like, that, mm-hmm. that's the reality of my heart. That's the reality of the, of the situation. And so, I'm going to just fully lean and trust on that. And when I do that, I feel like it all just kind of like sinks away and I, I feel, I feel good. So fear yeah, in God. Yeah. That's cool. Cause you can, you can choose to then mm-hmm. live that out, mm-hmm. right? Like the way that I think, what I do, what I see and plan things is going to be centered around that core 
belief mm-hmm. and that core kind of principle of a fear of God and that he is in control. Yeah, it's I like this one because like joy is um it can easily be like tangled tangled with our feelings. Um uh cultivating the presence of God. I feel like that's one that like you got that you gotta build that up. Like you don't just like decide yeah. today I'm gonna cultivate God's presence. Like, you know, that's like a habit you've like built of like you know, like really walking with the spirit. But fear in God is like a belief thing. It's like that's like in your heart. And so once you flip that switch and it, then it's on, right? And so that's just like kind of bringing yourself back to like re- reminding yourself. Like if, if you do fear God, then like you just basically remind yourself of that. Like make that fresh in your mind. And so that's yeah. probably my favorite one. That's good, man. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, and also uh, like we always say, but um, that this is what has worked for me. So I'm not saying like right. here's the three steps to like <laughs> – Carrying anxiety, like, no, like, there's probably, like, much better, like, you know, proven steps. But for, like, me, these have worked really well and are currently working. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, speaking from our personal experience, like we do, like we try to do. Mm-hmm. Um, this has been good, though. I, I'm glad, again, even just talking about it helps. And um, if you have been struggling with anxiety or if you have a, a story you want to share, feel free to uh, reach out to us, email us, find us on social media. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, and if you know someone who could make maybe make use of this, um, feel free to send it to them. Otherwise, but be tactful how you do that. Be Don't tactful. Be like, hey, anxious friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's always like that um, passive aggressive podcast share where it's yeah. like, hey, dude, I think you could, you could you could use this. And the titles like, how to stop being a sucky person. And you're like, oh, cool. Yeah. Like, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Like, like a. I, I think I'm pretty sure like it sounds like what I would do, but I know I've done this with Connie. Like I've like sent her like something like how to keep the house clean. I don't know. <laughs> just like something <laughs> along those lines of like a low blow, but not, but I didn't mean it that way. Just that, but whatever. Oh, this man. is like that. Don't do that guys. Take it from me. Yes. What you could do is say, Hey man, thought that you could use this and would be helpful. Let me know if it is. Hmm. Don't even mention hmm. anxiety or, and if it does not go well, you know you where, can blame you know where to find him. That's no, no, you, not me. Oh. <laughs> me, exactly. Just kidding. You can blame me. I'll take the I'll take the blow for that one. Alrighty, well. Okie dokie. Would you have merch? Get your merch. Get your merch. Cultivateandkeep.com slash merch. It's all there on the page. We've got I think it's eleven products. Um and we need to make some promo videos for those show off what mm-hmm. we got. But um, do us a favor, sample them, get some for yourself, take a picture, send it to us, show us, uh, the new cultivating keep swag and, um, talk to you in the next one. Deuces. 